You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. We'll just start right there. And now abides faith, hope, and agape, or charity, or love. But the greatest of these is love. And so we talked about having a living faith. Is your faith alive every day? Come on, the Bible says the just shall do what? Live by faith. It doesn't say the, the just shall have faith projects. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. So everything you do all day long, you are living by faith. If you're going to live by faith every day, all day long, you're going to have to get the word going into you every day. And the word coming out of you every day. Amen. The just shall live by faith. Everybody say, I am the just. I am righteous. And I, I will live by faith. And then we talked about hope lives. We talked about, uh, you know, that hope is the anchor to your soul. You have a joyful, confident expectation in God. When you believe, when you, when you expect the word of God, we're not like those in this world who have no hope. We are not like them who are hopeless. And remember what the Holy Ghost said. Anytime you are hopeless in a situation, anytime a situation, it overwhelms you and it looks hopeless, then you have excluded God from that situation. Because in God there is no hopelessness. Because even, even Abraham, our father in the faith, the Bible says about him, who against hope. In other words, in the natural, there was no hope. And we're not talking, Bible hope is not expectation. In other words, put it into the future. Well, are you healed? Well, I hope so. No, that's worldly hope. The kind of hope we have, the hope that's alive in us, is one that, yeah, are you healed? Yes, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. What is it? That's my expectation. That's what I have believed for. That's what I'm speaking about. So when your hope is alive, it's an anchor. And who against hope believed in hope. And what, what does that mean? That he, whatever God said, he expected him to perform it. And now we're talking about agape. If you look at agape, you'll see my wife's picture in it, right, by it, because she's the love walk queen, the love walk teacher. She's known around the world for teaching love. So when I teach on love, I get a little bit nervous. Uh, you know, not really. She doesn't say anything. She says, good job. Uh, but the truth of the matter is the Bible says that these three, the greatest of these is love. Now, in our circles, there's some things, you know, I don't know in our circles because we understand the power of God. We understand praying in tongues. We understand faith. We understand healing. But we have to be careful in our circles that we um, understand love because if it's the greatest of these, then we have to have an understanding. Why is agape, why is the God kind of love the greatest of these? And... The truth of the matter is the Bible has a lot to say about you and I walking in love. The Bible says the law of love, every, all the law and the prophets hang on it. Your faith works by love. And the Bible we talked about last week, everybody say love illusion. What's a love illusion? Well, it's a revolution of love or something. I don't know. Is that what it was, Robert? I don't, I don't even. Love and illusion means that we're going to show forth the love of God. And the Bible says the love of God is to us. What kind of love is it? Well, it's an everlasting love. God's love never runs out. He loved first. He loved you when you were unlovely. No, I said he loved you when you were unlovely. He, he, uh, God's love to you is not performance-based. In other words, I know people don't like this, but he doesn't love you any more today than you were when you were a sinner. 
See, most people, no, no, he loves me more today because I, I obey him. No, he loves you the same. Because it's not performance-based. He just loved you so much that he gave you Jesus. He, it's an everlasting love. His love never runs out. It's a love that if you, with the love of God, you'll never be separated. God's, on God's end, he'll never walk away from you. On God's end, he'll never walk away from you. Just like the prodigal son, he was watching for him as he was coming home and he ran to meet him. Amen. Now, in the love of God doesn't mean as a born-again believer you can act anyway. You can live in sin. You can practice sin. You can, be, you know, you can do all that. Well, God loves me anyway. He loves you, but because he loves you, what's the last one we looked at? We were all excited about it, you remember? Because he loves me, he corrects me. In other words, God loves you too much to leave you in your sin. He, he wants you to walk in righteousness. He wants you to walk in holiness. Ooh, this one we've been praying out a lot. He wants you to walk in sanctification. Oh, we're going to get into some of that next year. I know it. Hallelujah. Ooh, we're sanctified, set apart. Holy. He wants you to walk. He loves you so much. Does God love you? How can you tell he loves you? He's always working on you. Well, I, 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 this is just the way I am. Accept me this way. I don't accept myself the way I am. Why would I accept you the way you are? We need to be changed. Does that mean I don't love you? No, but come on, are, are you with me? God loves me, so he's going to change me. So the love that people are trying to say God has, they're saying God loves you, so it doesn't matter what you do. doesn't matter what sin you participate. God loves you, but he loves you so much that if, you'd re if you were born again and, and you would listen, he would correct you. He would correct you. Love corrects. Hallelujah. Are you ready to move on? I don't know if you are. Hallelujah. Praise God. Get happy about it. Because if he loves you, he corrects you. When you should worry, when you should get concerned is if God leaves you alone. If he doesn't deal with you about it anymore. You don't ever want, so well, God never gets done. Well, if he's done correcting you, then it's a whole different thing. Hallelujah. Well, should, should I confess, correct me, Lord? No, you don't have to confess that one. He will do it anyway. But you mean to be open, amen? All right, I think you've had enough. Let's move on, hallelujah. So uh, let's look at this. We're gonna talk about uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. The last part says, but the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is agape. The greatest. So we got faith. How many know faith is important? Faith is so important, it's a foundational doctrine. Faith is so important that we have the shield of faith. Faith is so important that you got to fight. Faith is so important that you got to stand against the devil in faith. Faith is so important, you that's how you receive from God. So is faith important? And then it says hope. Is hope important? Well, if you don't have any expectation, you're not going to receive anything. If you don't have any expectation, if you don't have any hope in your heart, then you're not going to be anchored. You're just going to be moved about. But love is the greatest of these. Now, what a lot of people do wrongly is when it says love is the greatest of these and they don't even understand the love of God, they try to make it a worldly love and then they preach from that place or teach from that place, it gets all messed up. 
Because if love is the greatest of these, then why are you all emphasizing faith so much? If love is the greatest of these, why, why do you emphasize hope at all? Because we should just talk about love. And we're going to look at some things that I think have caused people to get off and they don't understand what the Holy Ghost is trying to say about love. And so we're going to look at some stuff and we're going to understand it. But I want you to look at this. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, Amplified Classic. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Eagerly pursue. What is that? What, if you're going to eagerly pursue, Christmas is coming up, and so your child has asked you for a present, and so they wake you up at 5 in the morning because it is Christmas Day officially at 5 in the morning, and they eagerly pursue that one present that they've been trying to shake under the tree to see what it is. That's what eagerly pursue is. Or it's, never mind, eagerly pursue, seek to acquire this love. Watch this. Make it your aim. Y'all don't get quiet on me. Make it your aim. What's your aim? Eagerly pursue, seek to acquire, make it your aim, your great, your great quest. Not your job, not your career, not your house, not your golf game, not your favorite football team. It said, make this your aim, make this your great quest. What is it? To understand agape, to learn to walk in it. And then we talked about last week, uh, the, to receive it so that love also flows through you. The love of God to you, but the love of God flowing through you. Make this your great, everybody, come on, by faith, help me out here. I need you to help me this morning, first service, after your, is your turkey, is it still sitting on you? Uh, you know, maybe you didn't like what happened Saturday. But the truth of the matter is, what do you got to do? Everybody say, I will. Make acquiring love my great aim, my great quest. And earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual endowments, the, the manifestations, especially that you may prophesy, interpret the divine will and purpose of inspired preaching and teaching. All right, so it says to do this, but then it adds in the manifestations of the spirit. So it doesn't say do away with the manifestations of the spirit, but it says first thing you should do is eagerly uh, uh, acquire, come on, go after these things, make it your aim, make it your quest. And then it says this in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, amplify classic, 1 Corinthians 12, 31, it says, but earnestly desire and zealously cultivate the greatest and best gifts and graces, the higher gifts and the choicest graces. So it's talking about the manifestations of the spirit. It talks about spiritual things. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to earnestly desire, zealously cultivate those things. And yet, so are the manifestations of the spirit important? Praying in other tongues, important. Walking by faith, important. The manifest, the, uh, uh, you know, gifts of healing, working of miracles, special faith, uh, um, word of knowledge, word, all, is that, is it important? It, did it, did it, so if, if love is important and he's saying these things are important, how many know then that means those things have not been done away with? How many know those things are supposed to be operating in the church? Now remember who he's talking to. He's talking to the church at Corinth. Now, they are a wild bunch. They are tongue talkers. They are revelation flowers. But there's some things they also have askew in their church and in their, and in their, in the, in their walk with God. And so he is bringing some correction to them. So let's look at that again. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. But earnestly desire, zealously cultivate the greatest and the best gifts, choice graces. And yet, I show you a more excellent way. 
So again, he is saying, but the Holy Ghost is saying through the Apostle Paul to the church at Corinth, yes, all this is important. You need to understand the manifestations. You need to understand prophesying. You need to understand tongues. But still, there's a, more, there's a higher thing. There's a greater thing, and it's called uh, agape, one that is better by fire and the highest of them all, love. And so knowing that, then he goes into some teaching that I want to get into. And some of you have heard these things. If you've been through Pastor Moranda's well, Love Walk, you have. But I think we need to set the tone for where we're going into in 2022. I know this by the Bangiri Bans. Oh, I know. I okay, I'll do it. And so the enemy has deceived even some in this room. He has gotten you to cooperate with the God of this world in walking out of love, even amongst yourselves and with the harvest. It is time to get back to the highest of these and the greatest of these, for it shall be a display in the last days as my church walks in love. Okay. All right. Where were we? Where are we? 1 Corinthians 13. So, whoo, wasn't expecting that. Um, though, though I, 1 Corinthians 13. Are y'all, y'all there? Uh, are you here? Uh, am I here? Mm-hmm. Wow. He uses me that way, but that one was like a, a blind side almost. Hallelujah. All right, I'm here. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels. I just did. And have not love. I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, just did. And understand all mysteries. Well, I don't think that includes me. And all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not agape, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. And though I give my body to be burned and have not love, agape, it profits me nothing. Then it goes into talking about what love is. So as a Holy Ghost church, as a word church, we need to get some understanding of this for real, for sure. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. You know, one of the things, the Ephesians church, which I admire um, because I believe it was the strongest church of the day of the early churches. It was the word Holy Ghost church. It was the church that Timothy pastored. It was the church that, you know, really uh, penetrated into where Diana was worshipped. And they really had a lot going on. And they were the church that, you know, moved in the spirit and the word. And they were the church that was meat because Ephesians is one of the meatiest books in the Bible. And with the most, a lot of revelation in it. But he said to them, one thing I have against you that you've lost your first love. And so if you've lost your first love, you've lost an understanding of love. Not just that you've lost your feeling for me, you lost, you know, you've lost your love and feeling. It's not that. It is you've you've lost the understanding of that what I did for you, what what agape is. You've lost your first love. And you and when you lose your first love, you are setting yourself up. I set myself up when I when I, I'm not loving the Lord like I need to or understanding love. I set myself up for getting things out of order. Because if love is the greatest of these, 
these. And the Bible says that it is. And everything works through love. It's not saying do away with prophecy. It's not saying do away with tongues. It's saying put it in its proper place. And that's what we're about to do right now. Just to make sure you and I understand. It doesn't mean stop flowing in it. It doesn't mean it's no, it's no longer here. It just means it has an order and it has a place and it works by love. And so um, 1 Corinthians 13, 1, Amplified Classic. If I can speak in tongues of men and even angels, but if I don't have love, that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion, such as inspired by God's love for and in us, I am only a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. So first of all, if I can talk in tongues and rhyme, if I can, if I can give a tongue during a message and then interpret it, if, if, I can, if I can pray in tongues and pray out mysteries, but if I don't have any love, the Bible says, I could get Pav up here real quick and we could have a show, but I, and I've done this before where you just clang on those cymbals up there and you just, it, it gets, it grates on your nerves. It's a bunch of noise. And you can barely talk over it. You can barely, but can you, can you hear the symbols? I should have had, I should have had them ready, but we don't got time. So, but if you hear the symbols, if you can hear them clashing, it's like your five-year-old, you get him. I hope somebody, you know, you got a future drummer. We need him. Uh, get him a trap set and make sure they get the symbols and, and let, crash and crash. What are you going to do? You're going to put them in the garage because it's annoying. Why? You can't talk over it. It, 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 it just, you lose your concentration. That's what happens when you and I, if because it's not like God withholds the spiritual things, but if you and I operate in them without agape, without God, the, the, the God of love, without being that being exalted and that being the reason, then it's like clanging cymbals. Amen. Y- y'all hear? All right. All right. Uh, so uh, verse two amplified. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose of God. Are those important? Don't, don't be lost. Are those important? Yeah. And I understand all the secret truths and mysteries. Are you supposed to have revelation? And possess all not. Are you supposed to renew your mind? Are you supposed to get knowledge? And I have sufficient faith that I can remove mountains. In other words, come on, y'all. This is some of my big, this is, this is big stuff to me. Prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose of God. I want to know the future. I, I confess John 16, 13 all the time. I just did. I, and we're talking about 2022. Does God want you to know about what's coming? He does. Is he doing away with that? No, but he said put it in its proper place. But it's not the most important. And a matter of fact, it won't be clean. And it won't be pure if there's not mixed with love in it. Just because somebody prophesies and says, my little children, and then says Jesus at the end, doesn't mean it came from God. You need to weigh it. You need to measure it with the word of God. Because God is always love. He does, even when he's correcting, he never leaves his love at home. He never leaves his love at the throne. If he's inspiring people to do something, he's never going to leave his love at home. He's never going to leave his love at the throne. It should be in it. It should be mixed in it. Because God is love. If you have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose of God, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries, 
Lord knows I love to pray out mysteries. And you can. And possess all knowledge. And have, come on, do you want to move some mountains? Does the Lord want you to move some mountains? I'll tell you one of the things. If your mountains aren't moving, this is one of the first places to look. Am I walking in love? I am not. Come on, if I, can, if I had all four of those things working, come on, in our circles, if, if we knew somebody that was a, a prophet that interpreted the divine will and purpose of God and they understood the mysteries and secrets and they could tell you about the future to come and they had all kinds of scriptural knowledge, you know, like, man, like Rick Renner kind of knowledge, you know what I'm saying? And, and, have, and they were faith moving, I mean, they were giants. You and I, don't, don't you, you and I would be like, woo! I mean, if one person walked in all four of those, they would, they would pack out churches even right now in the midst of all this mess. Because we esteem that. Put that back up. They esteem that. And it says, if I have sufficient faith, I can remove mountains, but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing. If you can do all four of those things, but you're not walking in love, God says you are I am the weight God puts on walking in love and love is something we've got to get back to. He, he's going to require it of us. I'm going to say this with all love that I can muster. Some of you need to quit it. Love, God's love in us is what's going to change things right now. He, he's going to operate through people who, who maybe don't understand all the top four, but if they know how to walk in love, I'm, I'm telling you, he's going to elevate people like that right now. You watch it. You watch and see. I, I, what, am I, what do I mean quit it? Just don't let people draw you into things that aren't love. That aren't walking in love. I'm not telling you to be a doormat. I heard you. I tell you, you can stand up for stuff, but you can do it in love. Pastor Ron and I, we have to work on things. But, you know, if we, if we do something to annoy each other, she, she doesn't start off with, well, you stupid idiot. This is what you need to do. It's usually, honey... I know, I know we're going to get somewhere when it starts out with, honey, sweetheart. Oh, sweetheart's the favorite one. Anytime it starts with sweetheart, it's on. <clears throat> sweetheart. Oh, gosh, what I do? The love walk queen. Here you go. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be a nothing. I don't want to be a useless nobody. Is this all right today? Is it all right? I don't want to be a nothing. I don't want to be a nothing. I don't want to be a useless nobody. Next one, verse 3. If I dole out all that I have to the poor. How many of you go, no, if you, if you lend to the poor, if you give to the poor, you've lent to God and he'll repay. Let's, let's balance it. It's given to the poor right. Is it important? It's high up on God's stuff. 
and I surrender my body. This is a big one. <laughs> if I surrender my body to be burned in order that I may glory. What? If I surrender, if I'm a martyr. What is he doing? What's the Holy Ghost doing? He's like, put love in its proper place. I need you to understand how important love is to the Father, who is love. He doesn't just love, he is love. And that's why you and I get irritated when they talk about, you know, um, an act of God that includes a tornado or a hurricane or an act. You know, that was just an act of God. Well, it was the act of the God of this world, but it wasn't an act of my God. Because, see, I know God as love. Does God correct? Yeah, because he loves me. I don't know him as an angry God. I don't know him as a mean father. I know him in my estimation, but I'm glad I get it. I think he's too merciful. I think he's too kind. But except to me, <laughs> I, I want all of that and more. But to others, he needs to toughen up. Because they need it. We all think this way. Because you giggled, I know it's true. But if I don't have the love of God, me, God in me, I gain nothing. Why did the Holy Ghost put these things in here that you and I esteem, that we find in other places in the word, that we elevate? Some of those we elevate big in our circles. But he's saying agape, agape, agape. If you don't do things, you're nothing. If you don't do things, you don't gain anything. If you, don't, if, you, if you don't do these things, you're just nothing but a big old symbol, sound, and person. Why, why do we bring these even up? Is because in, in this sometimes we look at some things that are hard. We, we can elevate love by the Holy Ghost to where it needs to be. Are, are y'all here? Come on, you can handle this, right? You can handle this. You can handle this. And now if you look outside and you look in the church right now, I, I, I see some things. And, 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 and I believe the Holy Ghost is not always thrilled with everything. Because he, he, we've come to the last days. God's got a plan. He's got a plan for a glorious church. He, he's got, see, there's going to be things going on. You can't change the fact that there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. You, you know, uh, do you believe in climate change? I, I believe the whole thing's going to get burned up. So, yeah, I believe in, but I believe it comes from God, I, I, whatever. I've got all these stuff going on. You've you, you got wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and famines and pestilence and plagues and all that. You, Y'all, you can pray all you want, but that's not going to necessarily, that's not going, I can start to say that's not necessarily going away. I can promise you it's not going away because Jesus said so, but it doesn't have to hurt you. It doesn't have to touch you. What is God doing? So what's he, what, what's the shield that really protects you? Love. What is the devil trying hardest to do over the last two years? I see this is he's trying to get the body of Christ out of love first with each other. And then to cooperate with the God of this world and what's going on out there. I got to get to this because the Lord gave me. But so how do I make sure I, uh, I make the love of God my aim, my great quest in life? And I'm working on this. 
Are you working on this? Let's work on this together in order to have a revolution. In order to have a revolution of the love of God, we, we together are working on this. All right. So 1 John 4, 16 says this. And we, have, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. Everybody say God is love. And he that dwells in love dwells in God. He who dwells in love dwells, li- lives in love, dwells in God. So if you don't dwell in love, you can't dwell in God. Because God is love. If you're not... So if I were the devil, I used to, I did a 10 part series called if I were the devil, but if I were the devil, one of those was, I would get you out of love because he knows that God is love, the author of love, the creator of love, the creator of agape. So if I were the devil, because the devil knows that your faith works by love. And he knows it's the thing God cherishes the most in his children when they walk in it. Your love walk, my love walk, is so important to God because God is love. And he said, the, the word of God says that uh, we, we know the love of God. We're so grateful for the because that love was to us. That love God is in us because God is love. And then if you dwell in love, you dwell in God and God in him. But my point is, and what the Lord was bringing up to me last night was this, that if, there, if, you, if I don't dwell in love, if I don't walk in love, then I'm not really dwelling in God. And God needs to be your dwelling place right now. And if I were the devil, I would work hard to get you out of it. I would bring things and circumstances and people and raise people up with a voice that would try to get you out of love. The kind of agape that God wants you to have. Listen, the absence of love does not always mean the absence of prophecy. The absence of love doesn't always mean that the outward workings are not also there. But that's why God warned the Ephesians church, be careful, you've lost your first love. And when you lose love, when you get out of love with people, it begins to crumble. Everybody say, I'm going to dwell in love. I'm going to dwell in God. All right. How do we do it? How do we do it? All right. Number one. Colossians 3, 1. So if we're going to dwell in love and dwell in God, the first, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Christ sits at the right hand of God. Verse 2. Set your affections on things above, not on the earth. So God is love. And so if I set my affections towards him because he is love, then I can dwell in his love. If I set my affections on the one who is agape, and and I I set my attention on him, give him my attention, then I will begin, then I can dwell in his love. Number two, um, Ephesians 1.18 talks about the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So one of the things I need, and I think you and I all need, is a greater revelation of love. Because I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we fully comprehend the agape the way we're supposed to. Uh, When we do, uh, there'll be some signs of it. There'll be some signs of a church truly walking in the agape. This is how they know. This is how the heathen know. 
And come on, we've always been, as a church, we've always been a sign and a wonder in some ways of the agape. And we're going to keep it. And we're going to keep growing it. This is how they know that we're, because we love one another. Because we love one another. Not tolerate one another. We love one another. We love one another. And the body of Christ. Anybody that says Jesus is the son of God and he was raised from the dead, you're my brother and sister whether you like it or not. And, and so we need to walk in love. We need to be for one another. Help one another. And so we need a revelation. Say, Lord. Say, Lord. Open the eyes of my understanding to, to agape and a full revelation of agape. How do you and I dwell in love? How do you and I make this our aim? How do we make it our quest? Number one, we set our affections on things above. Number two, we get a revelation. Number three, we have to have an activation. So number one is an affection. Number two is a revelation. Number three is activation. So you and I have to walk in love. John 13, 34 through 35. John 13, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. As I, what kind of love though? As I have loved you. Remember, we talked about that. So the same kind, an everlasting love. A love you love first. A love not based on performance. Um, you know, no greater love than this. I mean, you lay down your life for people. Oh, praise the Lord. You forgive people. Come on, like Peter said, just seven times, right? Right? Just seven times, right? That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. Amen. So you activate it. Now you're going to need help. You're going to need help. You're going to need help. You cannot do this on your own. I know you. Because I know me. I need help. Come on. Sometimes, you know, I just rather get people in a headlock. I'm so grateful I got delivered. Y'all know what passive aggressive is? I was the poster child. May not get you right now, but I'll get you. I've been delivered. Oh, praise the Lord. Walk in love. How? Just like Jesus walked in love. The same kind of love you want from the Lord, we have to show it. Can you do that on your own? Do you need help? That's why the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. He'll help you. And then we're supposed to imitate the Lord. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 out of the New Living. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Imitate God. What? Yeah. Imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear, dear children. So before we go to verse 2, so you're a child of God. Now, how, how many parents we have in the room? We got a lot of parents in the room, right? Um, a lot of times, um, <laughs> you know, we know who you are. People know who I am based on looking at your children because they'll imitate you. Come on, even if you do this. Now, now this is home. We, we do this at home. We don't do that, at, at, you know, at school, at church. No, that's not going to work. Whatever they see, they do. Right? 
And then as we were growing up, you know, those of us, as we were growing up, people said, you act just like your mom. You act just, and we're like, nah, you get all mad. But it's the truth. Why? Because you were, it was acted out in front of you. And whatever's acted out in front of you, you do. And so that's why you and I need to get in the presence of God. That's why you and I need to get in the word of God. He said to be imitators of him. And then what did he say in verse 2? This is what he told us to imitate him in. Ephesians 5, 2. Live a life filled with love. Imitate me in this. Live a life filled with love. So the Holy Ghost challenge to us is I'm going to live a life filled with love. Following the example of Christ. And remember, he, only, he, over only, he ever only overturned the money tables once. If you're listening to preachers and that's their main text right now, you need to be very careful. I know it's out there. He did it once. And it had to do with the house of God, not the house of Congress. I don't know how much plainer I can be. Follow his example. He loves people. The woman called in adultery. He loved people. The tax collector. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Coming to your house today. Need to lighten y'all up a minute. Y'all a little intense. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little intense. <laughs> Listen to me. If we can get there. And I believe as a whole we are. Now listen, I'm just try, we're, the Holy Ghost is just trying to improve us. We want to be a city set on a hill. We want to be a, a prototype. We want to be an example. What's the greatest example we can have? Walking in love. I didn't say getting walked over. I said walking in love. Follow the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us pleasing to God. All right. So is prophecy important? Is understand, having revelation important? Is knowledge important? Is giving to the poor important? I mean, if the Lord asks someone to be a martyr, that's a big, that's a big deal, right? Um, giving a tongue and interpretation of tongue, all important. But if it doesn't have agape in the middle of it, if agape is not number one, the greatest of these in everything we do, then uh, it's a clanging symbol. Um, it causes us to be a nothing, a nobody. Um, it, 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 it profits me nothing. But if, if you and I take agape and make it our great aim, our great quest, then... Um, we're going, to be, we're, we're going to be elevated. We're going to be lifted up. We're going to be in a position for where we're going into in 2022 um, and into these next five years of what's going on. You're saying we're going to stay here five more years. Is Jesus coming back? I don't know. But uh, the prophet said five years. We prayed out something about five years. Um, I believe these next five years are vital for the body of Christ. 
Um, and so the tone that you and I need to have is uh, walking in love. What does that mean? Well, it's interesting. I was all done last night and the Holy Ghost said, turn to James and, and leave them and, and, and include this. And so um, I, I, I don't know how it totally fits, but this is what he said do. And so let's, let's believe to God. I, you got, we got, we got a few minutes together. Can you believe God with me for this last thing? Cause, cause I'm, I need some, um, uh, time, some understanding here. So James three 13, he said, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness and wisdom. When I see the word meekness, I often think of love. Someone who's walking in love. They're humbling themselves uh, the meekness, uh, with meekness of, of wisdom. But if there's bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not. So when I think of someone who has bitter envy and strife, I think of somebody who is not walking in love. You couldn't be walking in love and have bitterness and envy in your heart, could you? Glory not and lie not against the truth. And, and, and so that not walking in love, having envy and strife, then it begins to uh, follow in and walk in lies. This wisdom, the kind of bitter envy and strife and, and, uh, and lying, this wisdom descends not from above, but it's earthly, it's sensual. And then he just says it, it's devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. So where there is not love, where there is not people walking in love, where there is people not yielding to the love of God shed abroad in their heart, there's envying and there's strife. And then it, therefore it produces evil work. That's why we tell people all the time in your household, you need to guard the love. You need to guard the agape. Do not let envy and bitterness come in because it's an open door for the devil and all of his evil works. It is the doorway in. So we got to shut the door by what? Walking in love. By walking in love. It says, but the, that wisdom, uh, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure. I believe love is pure. It's peaceable. I believe where there's love, there's peace. It, it's gentle. That, that describes love to me. It's easy to be entreated. That, is, that describes love to me. Full of mercy, full of good fruits, without partiality. That's the kind of love that God wants us to have. And without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace in them that make peace. That make peace. So you've got the love of God versus not the love of God. And the, the, those that don't walk in the love of God are walking in the wisdom of this earth, which is sensual and it's devilish. That means it comes from the God of this world. And then there's those of us who are walking in the love of God. It's pure. It's peaceable. It's holy. It brings peace. It causes peace. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm giving you what the word says. If it's contrary to how you're feeling, if it's contrary to what you're hearing, I believe this is the Holy Ghost telling us Cornerstone Word of Life Church. I've set you a city on a hill. I want you to be an example in this community. I want you to be an example in this region. I want you to be an example in this nation. I want you to be an example to the nations of the world. How to walk in the God kind of love. 
And as you walk in the God kind of love, you'll see the God kind of results. Your faith will move mountains. You will know the mysteries. You will know the future. You will walk in peace. You will walk in prosperity. You will walk in the wisdom of the most high God. But if you will listen only to those things that are of this world, that are, that are devilish, that are, that are full of contempt, that are full of unrighteousness, then you will walk out of my love and into the very trap of your enemy and my enemy, the devil. But I have seated you far above. And so sit with me in heavenly places. Set your affections on things above. Look only to me, the author and the finisher of your faith, for I am love. And I will cause you to triumph in all things as you walk in me, as you live in me, as you as you move in me. And we walk together in love, for I have loved you and I have proven my love to you. And it is now time for you to lay down your life. It is now time for you to show my love forth into this nation, into the world, and you will see the results thereof. For you will surely, it will surely be seen and surely be known that you have walked in my love, the agape. You have walked in the fullness thereof, and great results are about to follow. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.